Hello and welcome to Devil in Detail Live. I'm Rob Parkinson and uh, this is our live uh, show where we talk all things so for Red Devil. So, Paul, what did we have on the podcast this week for our listeners to tune into later? We've got the news, we've got a review of the Magic Weekend, we've got the amateur report and we've also got a preview of Friday night's match against Wakefield. Cool, so something to tune into uh, in the next uh, couple of hours when I, when I load it up. Also, join us on this live Part of the podcast, we've got Gaz Shaw. Hey, right, Gaz. Rob, and uh, evening, everybody. Cool. Had a good show. It was a great podcast, yeah, wasn't it? Was it was all right, you know. Plenty to talk about and stuff. Especially with Marlon's, uh, you know, the latest on that soap opera. Uh, now we'll have a look at what's happening in the news this week. So loads going on this week. In Salford, the world of Salford Red Devils, we're going to start with a bank holiday Monday fun day at the AJ Bell Stadium. Uh, Paul, you know, it's going to be a great event. Lots going on. Yeah, there is. It's a chance for people to meet and chat with the players and chat with Ian Watson. And I believe they're having an open training session, I think, as well, aren't they? So, yeah, I think it'll be great. That I'm looking forward to actually taking my two kids down. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good day. Yeah, it's going to be great. But I'm going to take my son with me uh, to the family fun day. And it's going to be great, you know, showing around all the players and, and all things going on. Uh, I know there's a skill. Uh, section going on as well, Gaz. You know, you fancy chancing your arm, seems you're the best, the quickest soul fan or the strongest soul fan. 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> I might have given give at least one person a room for the money. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I think the, the on the right lines doing these kind of things because we need to get a bit of love for that stadium, don't we? And, uh, and stuff. And getting the kids more involved in meeting the players. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the weather will be all right and it'll be a good day. Yeah, 11 till 2 it is on Bank on the Money. So get yourselves down there uh, and enjoy the day. Um, after the success of the Super Josh shirts, uh, Raging Bull decided that they're going to get some more in uh, for us, Paul. You know, it's going to be good, obviously. You know, lots of people bought in the first time round. And people like us who haven't had a chance to get them yet uh, will now have the opportunity. Yeah, I think I might invest in one myself because they, they look really nice. I think they look really smart on uh, on Saturday. It's for a, a great charity as well, isn't it, for... Uh... The Super Josh show, yeah, it, it, that's brilliant that they've got some more because, yeah, it looked, it looked, I thought it was the best shirt of the weekend, anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. I think obviously it looks really smart, you know, looks like I say, it's supposed to be a superhero, but you know, it, it, it's a definite, you know, touch of class, Gaz, don't you agree? Uh, yeah, well, it's the sentiment, isn't it? You know, really, it, it's a, a charity that um, uh, a lot of the sofa fans feel strongly about and uh, like you say it was it was a cracking turnout for those shirts i mean i didn't have one myself but uh you know we would have thought a blue shirt would be one of the most popular sofa shirts eh? yeah so you get your chance to get one now gaz uh, my raging bulls decided to make some more uh, next bit of news justin carney banned for one match paul after his uh, a tackle uh at the magic weekend for me it was it was somewhat nothing what do you think yeah i don't, I don't know i mean sort of 20 years ago you'd have got away with that wouldn't you but now it's, there's a big clamp down. There seems to, to me with the NFL on on lots of things, really. I mean, look at look what Niall got banned for the week before. It it just seems very heavy-handed at the moment. And from one week to the next, you don't know what someone's going to get. I mean, I watched the like I said, I watched the Warrington and Catford game, and Ashton Sims takes somebody's head off, and yeah, he's not got a ban. So I don't know. It, it's very, there's a lot of grey areas, isn't there, at the moment with tackles and things like that, and players getting banned. It just seems a bit crazy. Yeah, I think the inconsistency. Of it- Inconsistency of it, Gaz. You know, Justin Carney gets a one-match ban for you know something, nothing. But then you got uh, Sims taking someone's head off, and he doesn't get anything. 
Yeah, that's it. It's inconsistency. I mean, you can see some of the stuff Dave Taylor's been doing this year for Catalans and it goes kind of unpunished. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say, really, uh, about that. Uh, I'm not, not going down the line that there's a vendetta against us, per se, but it does seem that one player gets done for something, gets a big ban or any kind of ban, and then it happens the week after and nothing happens. You know, no case to answer. Yeah, strange mm. one. Yep, so uh, Marwan's uh, got his wish uh, to have an appeal heard independently by the Sports Resolution uh, Organisation, Paul. You know, it's a good sign he wanted that, and that's what he's got. Yeah, I do. I just hope they don't find something else and deduct more points. I mean, if we get some back, it's a bonus, isn't it? But as long as we don't get any more taken off. Uh, but yeah, he, he obviously feels we've, we've got a case, and I, I heard the press conference on that, and I can understand where he's coming from on certain things, but... At the end of the day, I don't know, he's not actually denied that we did break the salary cap, so if we have, I can't see us getting the points back, but I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see on that one, won't we? And hopefully, you know, it'll be a positive outcome for us. Yeah, Gav, Marwan's been on Twitter uh, talking to his mate Nigel again, uh, you know, with the after further evidence, and, and now they've got it, and, and that's why they decided to go to the appeal. Yeah, I mean, what Marwan's saying, basically, is the extra evidence he has got is pretty tenuous. This is interesting, this. When you invited me on the show a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of of the opinion that it wasn't worth appealing because the appeals process is that it's an NFL ban, you know, that, that does it. But with, with this being an arbitration panel, totally independent, and their big kind of high-profile cases, most of them have been quashed, they've been turned around. So this is what makes it interesting. I think what it's going to hinge on is... Uh, why the, the salary cap was broken. And I think what Marwan's kind of uh, issue is that they only went over the cap for just over a week. And he's blaming it on RFL negligence. He's basically saying, we've submitted the paperwork, you weren't fast enough, and that's why we're over the cap. I imagine that's what he's going to go for. And it will hinge on that, whether the panel or you know this, this, this organisation is going to say, yeah, that's not enough evidence and, and turn it round, or whether they'll just go with the RFL. And uh, but I don't know what's going to happen if uh, if he loses, because if it's the RFL, then yeah, you can be given more points, you can be given more uh, a bigger fine. But with this arbitration, both sides have to agree on what happens, because both sides share the risk and the money. So they'll both pay whatever it is. They'll pay three, five thousand, ten thousand each, or whatever it's going to be, and they'll agree to the terms. So I imagine what it will be is there'll be no right to appeal, and whatever happens, happens on the day. So if win or lose, it, that's the end of it. So maybe if we do lose, I don't know whether that would mean there'd be further points or fine deduction in this case, which makes it quite a bit more interesting thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a tightrope, like like Gaz uh, said there, Paul. But you know, mm -hmm. he asked for it to you know be looked at by an independent body, and and that's what he's got. Um, you know, and hopefully, you know, he'll he'll get his points across, and they'll, they'll the dice will fall at our end. Yeah, well, it's just finding out about this. Um, you know, like last week we were talking about what the, the Jake Millady and Kevin Locke situation, which seems to be quite a big thing. And I remember speaking to somebody at the time, and I don't want to name names or anything, but you know, just looking at it now from an outside point of view, it looks to me like it hasn't been policed properly. And I think Marwan's got a very, very strong case because 
if it was supposed to be a live cap, like we were saying, we would have been done then. But it seems to me like there was nobody in that role policing it. And we've sent them the paperwork and it, it all sort of fits together, doesn't it? As if that's what's happened. And if that is what's happened, I mean, there's no way they should be taking them points off us. But we'll have to wait and see what this, this tribunal says and take it from there, won't we? It'd be a big red face uh, for the uh, the RFL, Gaz, if it, if it does land in Marwan's favour. Yeah, and it could be more than that because um, reading one of the papers today, um, they've done a, a piece on uh, asking of a Super League chairman and of a Super League CEO whether they would support a breakaway. And pretty much everyone says no, they wouldn't. But they all have their issues with the certain areas of the RFL, this being a discipline, a disciplinary panel being one of them. And this kind of thing, policing the salary cap. So if that was to happen, I think he would actually get some hope from other chairmen to say, right, someone's head's got a roll, someone's got a change. So it could be a significant ruling if it's quashed, I think. I think getting his support, uh, Paul, that that's the, the key point for me. Because obviously, if it's just Marwan by himself, it, it looks like a Salford thing. But if the whole of the Super League get behind him and the Rugby League get behind him, then it's a whole different kettle of fish then. Yeah, it, like you say, it's just getting that, that support and getting them chairman behind it. But like I was saying to you, um, you know, reading in the press this week and that there doesn't seem to be a lot of support for him at the moment from, from chairman. But the thing is, you're halfway through a season, aren't you? And I don't think certain chairmen are going to want to rock the boat. You know, they don't want to disturb what's going on at their clubs, you know, if they're doing well. But the disciplinary side of it, I think something's got to change because as a supporter going week in, week out watching him, you, you see an incident in a game and you think, bloody hell, what's going to happen there now? Is he going to get banned for that? And they, that you, you never used to be like that in rugby league. You know, I've only got back 10 years so it wasn't like that. This is just something that's come in to me in the last few years and it's a joke every week, isn't it? You know, you see, in, you buy the League Express newspaper and there's a big column in there of all the people that's been charged and, you know, years ago, you think, how many players got banned in a season? You'd be lucky if, one player got banned the whole season so I think you know something's got to be looked at there and just for the punishments as well because from one week to the next it, it can be totally different can't it and someone will get away with it someone will get a 10 game ban for this and I don't know it, it seems farcical at the moment the disciplinary cool so what we're going to do we're going to talk about what we think Salford's chances are of making the 8 um, at the end of the season it's, it's a really tight Run contest it's at the moment, is, Paul. Yeah, I mean, we've we had point deduction and that. Now we we sort of just behind Ulcar, aren't we? A point behind them, and then the the top eight, the Holy Grail, if you like, is is Widnes, isn't it? Who are uh, just the four points in front of us now. So I think you know, looking at their fixtures and looking at our fixtures, it's gonna it's gonna be tight, isn't it? And I suppose a lot of it depends on whether we get the points back. But even if we don't, I think we can still uh, get into the top eight. Looking at the fixtures, Gaz, you know, some tough games so far have got coming up. Um, we know which ones stick out in your mind. What which ones are we going to win? Well, I yeah. think if, like I say, that points deduction is is uh, is the thing, isn't it? If anything, this arbitration thing, it, it kind of makes it even more important that we continue winning, because otherwise you're probably looking about winning six out of eight. So we're going to have to take a few scalps. So I reckon we've got to win two out of the next three. So we either got to beat Wigan. You've obviously got to be waiting for us a given, and then you've either got to be Wigan at home or Leeds away. Yeah, I suppose Leeds away, that's going to be a, a tough place to go. I know we beat them, uh, was it 2009, 2009 Paul? Yep. You know, it's not a happy, 
not a hump happy opening ground for us. 77, haven't you? Before the 2009 one. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an absolutely crazy record, isn't it? But, you know, this season, you know, looking at the way they've played, Castleford have been there and put 50 points past them. All Kingston Rovers have been there who finished in the bottom four last season and beat them. Wakefield's been there and beat them. So they've lost a lot of games, haven't they, to teams that are sort of a similar ability to us. So I think a lot of the time it's, it's between your ears, isn't it? You've got to go there with, with, that, with that belief that you're going to win. And uh, I know watching Salford... For the amount of time I have, I think I've been to a lot of grounds where we've been beaten before we've gone out. And I think, you know, if we're going to get in that top eight this season with the adversity of this points deduction, the, this running of games now, we've got to go to, to places where, where we've not won before and, and, and turn these teams over. Yeah, looking at the fixtures, Hulky are, they've got Catalan away, Wakefield away, Wigan at home, Saints at home, Warrington at home and Huddersfield at home. You know, it's going to be a tough running for them. We've got some big clubs to face there, guys. I didn't realise it was that tough because that's Huddersfield now. They'll be looking at the same way we are. They'll be thinking we could win six out of the next eight games, you know, that because they think they'll, they'll be good enough and they're, they're in a false position. So yeah, if they've got to play, you know, look, you know, listen to that list. I mean, even others will do below okay. You know, it's that's really tough for them. That. Yeah, looking at the other fixtures which we've got, uh, well, other teams have got. Uh, Widness, who are falling like a stone at the moment, have got Uddersfield at home, Hull FC away, Castleford away, Wigan at home, Leeds away, Saints away, us at home, and uh, Catalan at home. Paul, falling like a stone, Widness at the moment, there's not many wins they that jump out there. Bank, there. By the time we go and play, I'm going off that list. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's very tough, isn't it? But you look at this season, this season, I mean, you say it's tough. You try and predict the, the results. I mean, it's been that sort of unpredictable this season. and most, A lot of sides, really are very similar, aren't they, and, and can, can sort of beat each other, which is good for the competition, really. I don't think you can you can predict any of them. I think it's just going to be on the day. I think that this thing that we've got in our favour is that out of the, these eight games we've got remaining, we've got five at home. So, you know, Gaz was saying there about winning six games. Well, win your five home games, and then you've got away games at Leeds, Warrington and Widness. So, I mean, we've just beat Widness. So, their five, win, five home wins in the Widness win will probably get you in the top eight, beat Leeds as well, and jobs are good. I think... Yeah, I think I think the witness thing. It's obviously with Dennis Betts, you know, losing. Is it seven on the spin at the moment uh, for witness? It, it all depends for me, Gaz. You know how long the witness chairman's patient lasts. Uh, if obviously they'll get the new coach bounce if they do uh, get rid of him. We don't really want that with the the running uh, which uh, our teams yeah, have got. Possibly because remember they they had a, a great start to the season, didn't they, witness? Um, so they'll be hoping that they can recover it. I suppose the hard bit is, is what do you do? I mean, if witness do end up dropping into that bottom four and going to the middle eights again, you know, do you get rid of, of the coach, uh, bring someone in, but risk it because you're risking it then? Because that middle eights this year, if if Huddersfield and Leeds end up being in the middle eight, it's going to be a lot harder than last year, I think. So, so yeah, I think I agree with that. The middle eights is, you know, Leeds and Huddersfield, they're two top sides. Gaz, and, you know, being in that position, it's going to, obviously, everyone's got to improve the game, you know, because they're going to going to raise it at it's the even, end of the season. Even Featherstone uh, have gone a bit of a tear, and they could be in that mid-lakes. Now, we haven't got a great record against them away. And if you ended up getting them away, I mean, and that would, that would be your easiest game, in inverted commas. So, you know, difficult. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can dig our way out of it. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's the thing, I suppose, Paul, with, with the, the middle eights. You know, Salford 
don't really get in the top eight, you know, very much all the time, really. Don't really get in it very much. But, you know, the middle eight now has become a very, very tough competition. And it's up to, you know, the club, if they do get into the middle eights and obviously miss out on that top eight spot, you know, we're able to, you know, bounce back and, you know, yeah, raise the game it, again. Well, it was, it was enjoyable last year, wasn't it? You know, the the competition and, and what have you. But I think I'd rather be in the, the top eight and safer next season because there's no guarantees. And like Gaz is saying there, if you if Leeds, say, for instance, Leeds and Huddersfield are in it, you know, the way that competition works now, you've got to sort of finish in that top three because if you don't, you're in that million-pound game. And if, say, it is Leeds and Huddersfield, they finish above us and whoever the other one is, all okay, I finish above us, you could wind up in that million-pound game against Lee, Bradford, whoever, Featherstone. And I mean, there's no guarantees, is there, that you're going to win. It's a one-off game. And, you know, we've all been to these one-off games, haven't we, where we should have won and we haven't done. So I'd much rather be in that that top eight and, you know, miles behind the top four and just safe for next season because I think this time it's going to be really tough, really tough in that middle eight. And it's I don't know whether my nerves can take it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's, that's the magic of the middle eights, uh, Gaz, that, you know, every game matters. Uh, and especially against the quality opposition of the likes of Huddersfield and Leeds, if they are in that uh, mid-late, you know, it's it's going to be a really, really yeah, exciting period. Yeah, that is the catch to it too, isn't it? Obviously, if you finish eighth, you're safe and you know you're safe. But it's what I'd like what Adam Pearson said last year when they all finished eighth. It was pretty boring for them and they lost revenue and all sorts. So, yeah, you're safe for next year and eighth. And I think everyone wants safety, but you pretty much know your, season, your rest of your season isn't going to be great, whereas last season it's probably felt like it was the longest season we've had for quite a while, you know what I mean? So, and it would be a very exciting again, but obviously this the spectre of a million pound game, so, catch 22. Yeah, looking at the Uddersfield's fixtures, they've got Widness away, Cass at home, Wakey at home, us away, Hull FC at home, Mulcair away, Saints at home, and Wire away. You know, Leeds and, and Nuttersfield both at the bottom, um, Paul. You know, they can't well, keep losing, to, can they? Surely they've got to you, start going on a run shortly. They've up a bit, haven't they, um, the last few weeks? I, I've been watching them and they beat Warrington, didn't they, at home? They had a good win. I think they were a bit unlucky to lose at Wigan. Uh, they beat Leeds at home and then they beat them in the Cup. And the, I watched the Catalan Dragons game away from home. I think they only lost that by two points. And then they stuffed St. Helens at the Magic. So, really... Perhaps theirs is a bit of a false position at the moment because they're in a bit of form, aren't they? So they could uh, come could come off on the on the rails a bit because they've got some quality players, haven't they, Huddersfield? So I mean, they might be one to fear from. I mean, me watching them and Leeds this season, I think Huddersfield are a better side than Leeds at the moment. Um, you know, but Leeds have got some good players, haven't they? And they've got a few out injured and that. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be an achievement for us to finish eighth, wouldn't it? I mean, we've never finished in the top eight, so. Um, I think that'd be an achievement in itself, really, and it'd be an improvement on last season's league position where we finished second bottom. So, whether it's a boring end to the season or not, I think it's an achievement to finish higher than you did last season, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I agree with that. I suppose you've got to you've got to keep aiming to to improve season on season, Paul. Um, and you know, if we do end up in in the uh, the middle eights, you know, it's going to be a really te- big test. That I feel uh, for everyone because obviously the opposition now have a higher standard, likes of. Huddersfield and Leeds and you know it's going to be really kind of interesting you know what what happens looking forward though obviously teams like to dabble in the transfer market towards the end of of the season uh Gaz do you reckon Salford should have a have a dabble and bring a couple in maybe uh well maybe see what happens in this uh arbitration thing first I mean 
you know, talking about bringing people in, they'll be watching us like, oh, won't they, the NFL? The, the, the live thing will be bob on now at the minute because it's under scrutiny. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll wait to see what happens with that first before they start bringing people in. Yeah, I suppose that's a big thing for, for last year because Wakefield bought like a whole new team, Paul, and, you know, it was, uh, you know, it saved them in the end, you know, in the, in the, in the final uh, million did, pound did, game. Did, I remember watching that. It was, uh, it was a very close game, wasn't it, against Bradford? Really close. And Bradford was probably a bit unlucky, really. I don't know. Perhaps we'll have to go down the road to our friends at Lee and uh, sign some of our old friends back because they signed half of our team last season, didn't they? So pinch a few of them back for the for the middle eights. But I don't know. I think I think we've got a good squad anyway. I think our squad's all right, isn't it? And, you know, without that, that deduction, we probably wouldn't have been anywhere near the, the bottom four. I think we'd have been been all right and we'd have finished well in that eight so you know you never know we might get these points back and we'll be back up there but uh but i wouldn't i don't think we'd have yeah. anything to fear in the in the, the bottom eight. it's like you're saying about Huddersfield and leeds i mean the quality opposition they can't be that good because they don't at the bottom of the table aren't they so they've had a poor season and i don't think leeds are just going to wave a magic wand and all of a sudden start winning loads of games because from what i've seen of them they look a poor team this season i think with leeds i think they're still trying to play you know, expansive rugby guys, and you know, sometimes if it doesn't go to hand, it makes you look rather silly, which is what's happening with Leeds Rhinos at the well, moment. There's not replaced like we like, and I know that you, you know, one, two, three players, whatever it is, doesn't make a team, but it's just showing you that leadership, those leadership qualities of I think all three players that they lost there were Lula, White, Peacock, and Sinfield. Uh, as as shown, I think something as simple as that, you know, they lost because. They have had players who stepped in who are playing well. It's just, I suppose, when the chips are down and you need that extra boost, you need that leadership and that, they're just not getting it. It'll actually be interesting when you're talking about recruitment, whether Leeds actually go for it. Because Leeds might think if they were to lose another game, they're not going to make the eight and they might plump to see if they could get a star back or something like that. Or, you know, get a few players in. wouldn't surprise me if they did. Even if it was just till the end of the season. Just give them the the boost, I suppose. That's that's I suppose that's what they need, really, Leeds. Because I'm saying missing out, missing uh, Peacock. You know, he's in Sinfield, big leaders uh, in that squad. Um, but Leeds Rhinos are too big to go down, aren't they, Paul? No one's too big to go down, Rob. No one's too big to go down. At the end of the day, if they're if they're, if they're poor and, and they deserve to go down, they'll go down, won't they? And that's up to them. I mean, I've seen a lot of their supporters on, on the social media and, that, and I think it's very arrogant the way they say, oh, we'll be back, we'll be back next season and we'll be back up there next season. You've got no God-given right to, to be at the top of the table. I mean, if you'd have said to a Salford supporter in 1976, well, that's it now. You're not going to win another, the championship now to, for at least 40 years. They probably would have laughed at you, but that's how things go sometimes. I think you've got to appreciate it when you're up there and, and you've got to work to stay up there, haven't you? And I think sometimes people think, oh, they'll be straight back up. And, you know, maybe they won't be because you look at them now, those youngsters that they had coming through with lots of Simfield and that group of players. It was a special group of players, weren't it? Maguire and Burrow. They've not really got that now. I know they've got a couple of youngsters coming through, but they don't look anywhere near as good as that bunch that they had. So, you know, maybe they're not too good to go down. I wouldn't be sad to see him go anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said they've, they've had a, they gave us a few Tonkins over the years, haven't they, guys? And it's and it's good to see him struggling at the bottom. It gives it gives teams, you know, another look at how how it how it really is in rugby league. Obviously, if you're a follow a team that you know are winning every week and competing in cups and winning cups, uh, to you know feel what the other side of the spoon well, is like. A question for you: How many champions have finished bottom the next year? I don't know the answer to it. 
but it's oh, an right. interesting one. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I suppose, I suppose it's uh, really a fall from grace, really. Like I say, Leeds Rhinos, you know, champions last year. And I suppose it might show how, how well the Super League's improved, really. I suppose if Leeds Rhinos uh, are now... Well, I think, yeah, I think there's a bit in that. I think Leeds have been poor this season, but I think there is a bit in that because you look at the, the sides that finished in the bottom four last season. I don't know, are still struggling a bit, but Wakefield and Witness um, have, uh, have been a lot better this season, haven't they? They were both in the bottom four with us last season, and you know, Witness are on this, this bad run now, but they, they've looked good at times, haven't they? And, and Wakefield certainly have been a bit of a surprise package, haven't they? So yeah, they've they've all improved. And then you've had Huddersfield, who were a you know a top quality top four side last season, along with Leeds, and and they're down at the bottom now. But I know we played Huddersfield on Easter Monday, and I thought they were all right. I didn't think they were a poor side. And every time I've seen them this season on the telly, they don't look to me to be a poor side. But they seem to be losing games like by the odd score, don't they? And um, you know, sooner or later, that's that's probably going to click. And like I said before, they're on a bit of a bit of a good run of farm now. So they, you might see them edging out along with us, and it could be us and Huddersfield who are battling for that eighth place. Yeah. So obviously, looking at the uh, the the table, Paul, give us your give us your prediction. Who's who's going to finish where? Oh, who's going to ask me this? Uh, I don't know. It's Salford, isn't it? <laughs> and we always seem to make a mess of stuff. But you know, this season, I I, I think. We've got that togetherness, and I thought all along that we're getting the top eight. And even with this, you know, this deduction, I think we can still do it. I think I think Friday's massive. I think if we can beat Wakefield on Friday, that's would be a massive boost for us. If we lose on Friday, I think it's going to be a really tough uphill battle then because it's confidence as well, consistency. Now, like I said before, we need to, you know, we, we've done that this season. We've we've won a game, haven't we? And then had a good win. And then the week after, we, we've blown it, haven't we? So I think now we need to to get on that roll. Well, I think we can finish eighth. Hey, Gaz, what do you reckon? Uh, no, with the points and without the points deduction, with the what do you think? We've got a chance. Um, and obviously, when, with the way the fixtures go in the middle eight, the higher up you finish, the better, supposedly, better fixtures you get. So, there's always that incentive to finish higher. I think if we keep with a six point deduction, I think we'll, we'll probably miss out. But at least it's there. And as long as it's there in the back of the minds that it might get overturned, this decision, and it might do, then it's something extra to go for. So I think it will be close. I think if we keep the deduction, we will just miss out and finish, you know, ninth or tenth. But if we get the points back, I think we could do it. I, I personally think that, you know, we're, we're the team in form. Obviously, with our points deduction, you know, we've we've shown that we can beat teams, you know, when it when it matters. Uh, and I really do feel that if we, like Paul said, beat Wakefield on, on Friday, uh, will give us a big boost and, you know, we'll continue that good run. And who knows, I think a top eight spot might be on if Witness continue to sink like a stone. So, that was the end of our little live part of the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, the live part. And uh, don't forget to tune into the, the podcast. Uh, it'll be up in the next hour or so, uh, t- and where we talk all things uh, Sulphur Red Devils. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Just in time, that Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Still live. Which year is it? Is it, be- is it bedtime now? Yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to get my food. Okay, say night, say night night to everybody. Night night.